5 million loans for cars are 90 days plus overdue. And a lot of that has to do with the pandemic and we're going to see a huge spike of cars being repossessed. And so people are looking to alternatives of what can I do? And right now, I mean, just loans in general are skyrocketing. And But in this aspect of like, what can I do? What's possible is most people don't know that you can actually refinance a car. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Better Wealth Breakdown, where we break down ideas, thoughts, and quotes from around the world to help you live a more intentional life. We're talking about how to refinance the car on the Better Wealth Breakdown, where we're breaking down ideas, thoughts, and quotes from around the world to help you live a more intentional life. And it's interesting because everyone drives a car. Um, everyone at least knows somebody that has a car. And how you pay for that car is very important. We've gotten a lot of um, views and comments about some of the other concepts that we've done and videos around buying a car. And I find it interesting about this concept of refinancing the car. I know that you've done some research and I'm looking forward to this episode, man. Well, this kind of came from seeing a stat that over 5 million cars in the U.S. or 5 million loans for cars are 90 days plus overdue. And a lot of that has to do with the pandemic and we're going to see a huge spike of cars being repossessed. And so people are looking to alternatives of what can I do and right now, I mean, just loans in general are skyrocketing. And But in this aspect of like, what can I do? What's possible is most people don't know that you can actually refinance a car, much like you can refinance a home. And there's a couple different options of one, if you already have a loan, you could go and refinance that. That could get a little bit tricky in its own right, though, because what's happening in America is we're pushing the loan terms further and further down mm -hmm. the road. And it's just kind of just kicking the can down the road. But this could be an aspect of freeing up cash flow, being able to refinance a car loan that maybe you had poor credit previously and want to get a lower yep. rate or um, the terms weren't good or, or wants to lengthen the terms so that you have a lower payment. Uh, the other aspect is uh, if you had a paid off car and you were strapped for cash, you can actually go back and do a cash out refinance on a car, uh, which most people I don't think are, are aware of. Uh, and then the the other aspect would be potentially doing a cash out refinance on your mortgage yep. and taking that cash to pay off your car and then just, which is basically wrapping your car loan into your mortgage. And this would be, if you look at the math behind it yep. and determine that, you know, some people have car loans that are seven, eight, nine, 10, 12 percent. And if you can wrap that into the current mortgage rates of two and a half to three and a half, yep. uh, that could be a, a good example to do that. Yeah, no, I would I would say like anything, there's there's really two decisions. Number one, do you need the money? Why do you need the loan kind of deal? And then if that's the case, what's the most efficient way to do that? And if you do own a residence and can refinance, it's it's very interesting time. At the time of this recording, house, housing prices are at an all-time high and interest rates are an all-time low, which, by the way, they are correlated. But the cool thing is it creates an incentive to take a loan because, the number one, you can get a good valuation on your house, and then number two, you can get cheap money. And so even if you're paying off a loan and you have a paid-off house or whatever, you could refinance, you could wrap that car into the, your mortgage or use a HELOC, and it could be that could be a really powerful thing. The pretty crazy stat on how many people are late. I'm always careful not to pr do predictions, but it is very interesting. Like I feel like people would stop paying on their car before other things like housing, but it's very interesting that so many people are behind. Well, and that, that doesn't even really include the people that are less than 90 days overdue. There's yeah. still a lot of people that are overdue that, that it was just like, this is the most severe aspect of 
being overdue, and that and that's where really the repossession comes into play. And last year there were uh, there was forbearance uh, for auto loans, and that's kind of coming to an end. And so there's going to be uh, I think a, a bit of a spike in that. And some of the other stats that are, were interesting to me is that number one, there's over 116 million car loans right now in the U.S. So it's like 20, a little over 20% of people have an existing car loan. And again, like I said, the, the terms are getting further and further and further. The average loan term is 69 months with an average payment of 467 and an average balance of over $26,000. And right now, the average loan rate on those is 4.74%. And what's interesting is the, this all has a different dichotomy based on new cars, uh, leased cars, and used cars. And I think the average payment on a new car is over $530 right now. Wow. wow. And like I said, the, some of these loan rates are pushing out to 84 months. I actually did an episode with someone about real estate, and the comment was made, if you need to, you know, massage the terms to make the, the purchase available, for instance, like um, if you need a 30-year loan to make that real estate property a good deal, you might want to you might want to say maybe this thing is not as good of a deal as I think. I feel like the same thing with with a car. A lot of times people don't even know like what the car cost is. Like I, I was with a friend in Phoenix and I was asking him what the car cost. And they're like I don't really know, but I know my payment. Yeah. And it's like that is that's exactly my point. Is a lot of times uh, we we're we're overpaying on things because at the end of the day we live in a, I can afford this per month, and it's super interesting because. Low interest rates are pretty much financing our consumption, yeah. and interest rates are either going to remain low, and we'll see if that happens. But if they do tick up, I think that's where our economy could take a take a hit. If all if right now interest rates are super low, we're seeing a trend. We'll, we'll see what happens again. That we're not predicting. We're not trying to predict anything other than get you guys to think differently. Um, and the and the point is, don't take the point of this episode is not saying. Don't take a loan. It's to be creative in number one, what are you going to purchase? And number two, what is the most efficient way to purchase that? And some areas we could get more efficient with potentially wrapping that into a car or into a home. Is there anything else that is what we could do with the home car? Well, I think I think the big aspect again goes back to just the efficiency of what are you doing in the first place. Uh, someone we spoke to recently, she had multiple different liabilities and was just fixated on I need to get rid of my car payment because it's a car payment and decided to lump sum pay that off even though she had other liabilities at higher yeah. interest rates. And again, this this was a potential opportunity for her to take a look at, okay, yes, I made that decision, um, but maybe I should go back and look at the math and say, maybe I need to refinance my car because I like, like I said, she paid it off and gain that monthly payment back so that she can tackle a higher yeah. interest debt. And again, it, it just comes down to the math, but I think the the main purpose of this was to highlight that there are other opportunities, whether it's refinancing a paid off car, uh, refinancing a car that you already have a loan on to to have better terms, and or one of my favorites is to have consolidation. And if you can take advantage, like you said, of the high market rates in real estate right now and do a refinance in that and be able to wrap in other things that potentially have much higher uh, interest rates, that could be a huge benefit for you. One, one recommendation I would have is to actually audit your liabilities and just go down the list and saying, is this the most efficient thing? And, and start asking questions because a one little uh, tweak in efficiency could save you hundreds of dollars and thousands of dollars over your lifetime.
Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.